Sloss and Humphreys on the road. Muggins and cream, cream and muggins, straight thugging, living the dream. That, that's our intro. Fucking muggles. Tickling the clit inside your head that makes you laugh. <laughs> they said it can't be done. Are we in the same seats? That's hack. Oh, muggles. Accidental rib job in the park. Kiss, kiss, kiss. Or am I just being cynical? Muggled it up on fucking Mugglepedia. Where have you been since 9-11? Alright, we're recorded. We are now? Yeah. Good afternoon, Cream. Morning. We're in Prague. We are in Prague. You teleported here. Um, you got on the train, closed your eyes, and then opened your eyes, and we're five hours later in Prague. Mm-hmm. How, how was teleportation? You disapparated? It was good. It was fucking... Kind of jealousy. I don't understand no, why you no, never... jealousy you are as me, because I got to watch you. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I've done for five hours. Are you telling me? Are you telling me I don't dribble when I sleep? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that ain't dribble. That ain't dribble. I got lots of sleep in my eyes. Oh yeah, I'm sure you do. Yep. So uh, it's come is the joke. It's come. It comes in my face. Yeah, they got it. That's the joke. Oh, got sure. it. You never know. Some people that wouldn't be the first thing that crossed their mind when someone fell asleep. He must be spitting on him. I <laughs> must have a dry mouth. Yeah, but if you spit on me, that's also still come. That's going to end up on my face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yours. <laughs> Um, I never understand why you can't sleep on public transport. I can, but I kind of like the time off. Well, I just time off. I like, you know when you're in public transport and you're just like in a seat and you're moving forward and you're like, you, there's no obligation to do anything. And I like to be awake for it. I like to read my book and listen to music. And nah, for me, that's like a really... podcast. It's what it's a thing muggles do. Is, it's not in Muggle Corner, but it definitely is muggles go, oh, but like, you've got to enjoy the journey. Why? It's not the thing. Uh, like I don't, I don't enjoy the trips to the airport. I don't enjoy the. I don't enjoy. I don't. I don't enjoy any in between of what. If I'm at home and I'm going somewhere, the fun bit is not getting there. The only exception I can think of was uh, us in the camper van on the way down to Glastonbury, and that's mainly because Ricketts was in the fucking thing. Yeah, he's a funny cunt. And you were high. And I was fucking baked high. I wasn't yeah, driving, just so everyone knows. The journey thing, like, I'm not enjoying the journey. I'm not enjoying the physical fucking act of moving. But I was gutted when the journey ended because I had to put my book down and I was up to a good bit. I, I just like being just disconnected from the grid and just giving a bit of time. And I think I also just, I can't, I think I've trained my body to fall asleep on anything because, like, a lot of my early career was going down to London uh, for, like, day trips. So I'd have to get to the airport at, like, 6 a.m. because I've got to be down in London for a nine... Oh yeah, because you, you yeah. were so young you wouldn't have drove your suicide miles. No, Did no. I call that the suicide miles where you like finish work and then you've got like a three hour drive to Nottingham for five unpaid minutes and then you've got to drive back for your morning shift. Yeah, I'm so I'm so used to like all of my early mornings and stuff like being woken up and then being on public transport that I think I've trained my body that I, I swear to God you could give me three cups of coffee, 16 hours sleep, like two lines of coke and if I put me in an airplane sleep, I'm falling asleep. You're, it's you're, like straight away. You're like one of them uh, Tiny Tears dolls, you know, that you lie back and the eyes shut. <laughs> remember them? Remember Tiny Tears? No. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm a boy, person. so I didn't have one, but like, <laughs> when my sister was in bed, I would go and get it. <laughs> nah, I'll play with it, give it some milk. Because you, you tip the bottle and the, the milk disappears out the bottle. Oh, maybe I do remember those. Yeah. And you tip yeah. it back and its eyes close. Fucking wets itself. I was, yeah, it was, was one of them that wet itself, the Tiny Tears. Did the Tiny Tears one cry? It must have done. Otherwise, it wouldn't have been called Tiny Tears. That'd be weird. I it might have been Tiny Tears. Maybe it was a. Nah. I used to pretend to beat my sister's dolls up in front of her. <laughs> so I feel really bad about that because, like, what do you? Why, why didn't you just beat up the dolls? Why did you have to pretend to beat them up? I mean, I did beat them up. Or do you think I was just like a wrestler just stamping on the ground, <laughs> <laughs> not willing to commit to the bit fully? <laughs> yeah. Um, oh yeah, I used to get my sister on the walls of Jericho as well. I feel kind of bad about that now. I'm old. Aye. Just chin that teddy's. And then she's got spina bifida. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, Joseph, if you're listening. Um, I know I used to wrestle my uh, brothers like when they were fucking small, but they loved that. I was just like, because I was yeah. into wrestling and then just choke slamming a three year old onto a bed. Yeah. Now you can say that's violence. Um, like if they're laughing all the way through, I couldn't give a shit. I'm just judging them. Maybe, maybe they had a nice time. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong and they had a nice time, but maybe you're wrong and your brothers didn't have a nice time. Like, imagine the same boat, right? Someone, like, three or four times your size just bust into this room now and started throwing you around. Would you have a good time? On a bed? Yeah. Yeah. 
Would it be great? Yeah, if he's just like flipping you around, giving you I, a swing. I, I would love nothing more. Like imagine being on a bouncy castle, right? And a fucking giant turns up and just picks you up over his head and just throws you into the wall. No, full well you're never going to be damaged. Yeah, but keeping you keeping you safe oh, the whole while, yeah. like throwing you up in the air and then catching you just before yeah. you hit the grass. Yeah, because you know what the safety with it, right? That giant walks into this room, right? He's four times the size of me. He starts picking me up, and throwing around. I know if he drops me, someone twice the size is coming in to kick the shit out of him. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, as well. You can remember when that would happen when there'd be like a group of you and someone's getting picked up and swung and you'd all be there going, me next, me next. Oh. If someone come in right now and started throwing you around, even though I feel like I don't want that to happen to us if I saw you getting thrown around. you get jealous. There would be a bit of a scar. I hope he picks me up. <laughs> 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 me next, mister. Mister, <laughs> sir, please, please, sir. Give us a swing. I don't have to, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll wash my face. I, I have done my homework. Give us a rocket ship. You do the rocket ship under <laughs> the arms where you throw them up. Yeah. Catch them and they come back down. And then there's the aeroplane where you grab an arm and a leg and you get like a centrifuge going. But that one starts hurting your arm and a leg after a little while. We used to with uh, Josie, my sister, used to love the. I remember the game because I remember like my mum saying all the time was the go away, come back. So she sometimes she'd be in a pram where she was facing you and literally just uh, push her away, be like, go away and then come back. And if you're in public, we used to make Josie scream with laughter. And in hindsight, I've got no idea how she didn't get abandonment issues. Yeah. <laughs> like every time we're out in public, we're just pushing her away. She oh, laughed harder when she was being pushed away than when she was being brought back. I'll tell you that for a time. Finally, I'm rid of them. I'm rid of them. Oh, they're back. Oh, yeah, God. they're gone again. What is this emotional roller coaster? <laughs> so we were in Vienna last night. Yeah. And we got delivered some of the Sloss Express, which is... Oh, yeah, hold on. So, first of all, to, I think their names are Maka and Ray. I do not want to get them wrong. Maka is this uh, Egyptian guy. lovely Egyptian guy, and uh, Ray is an Austrian guy. And they've been coming to our shows in Vienna for the past three years. And they were the ones we mentioned on a previous podcast that they grow their own weed, and they like splice it together and make their own hybrid versions. And they came up with one called Sloss Express, which they specifically grew to smoke while watching my stand-up and listen to this podcast and stuff. So they bring the weed every year. And we smoked some of it last night. And holy fuck, I am good weed. Yeah. Like... it's uh, it's such a laughy weed because I remember last time when we had a, when we'd done the Vienna gig and we were so giggly on the way back like you would be tackling me into a bush and fucking we were just uh, we were just in hysterics the whole night and then it wasn't until I was in hysterics again after that weed that I realised that it was the weed last time that had us in that state and I was like this weed is the truth it's oh. the fucking best I was like we've got to work out a way to get this mass produced and brought back to the UK because we could be fucking rich oh, it's, it's, it's like it was laced with coke you, I've never felt more happier and awake while on weed I was, I was giggling one of the things that we were literally screaming with laughter walking down the street was the idea of do you reckon Professor McGonagall has ever walked like ever walked into Dumbledore's office and it's just Dumbledore with his face down in the pensive uh, with his wand up his ass in the pensive <laughs> having a memory wank having a memory wank of the day that he hired Professor McGonagall <laughs> <laughs> he's got his robes open he's just milking himself with his robes open wand up his ass head in the pencil <laughs> just back to the when, when she walked in and had a, had a job interview <laughs> for Hogwarts just, cause like like cause you said there you go yeah Dumbledore had all those like really important memories from Voldemort and stuff but God, he must have pulled out some shit once. <laughs> there must be, he must have some really... Are you telling me in that entire fucking cabinet of memories, like, there's none of the times that he was having... Oh, no, wait, Dumbledore was gay. It wouldn't have been McGonagall. It might have been, like, Lupin or something. Was he gay? Yeah. I, I just gay. felt like he was asexual. Nice gay. Like David Attenborough. Is David Attenborough not gay? Like, I just don't... Like, I, like, if you look it up, you'll probably find out he's got a wife and kids and stuff oh, yeah. like that. But he just oozes asexual. He's just not a, he's not a sexual presence at all. No. You don't think he had any persuasion? Dumbledore. Is that in bra? I feel like Dumbledore's like that in bra. Nah, Rowling confirmed that Dumbledore's a buff D. Is it? Hi. There we are. Where's robes? Why didn't you put in a, why didn't you put in a comment? I don't know. A comment. In a book. <laughs> <laughs> a book of comments that you wrote. When's your next comment? Come so, down, JK. Um, yeah, he was, uh, he was gay, so I wonder, oh, who would he fancy then? He, he was fond of Snape, despite um, Snape being a little bit of a oh, bad bit. egg. Well, you've not even finished the last book yet. Yeah, yeah, no spoilers. Um, so, uh, previously on Muggins and Cream's Banter from last night, yeah. um, I remember telling you, uh, I started talking to you, I was like, you know the cereal? 
Can you remember this? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know when you get the cereal when you've got your Rice Krispies and you pick up the box in the morning and you realise there's not quite enough for a bowl in the box. It's uh, quite late, but you go to pour it anyway. So you pour yourself half a bowl and as the half a bowl's reaching full, um, the powder comes out of the bottom of the, the packet mm-hmm. in, the, in the cereal box and it just leaves like a powder on the top of your Krispies. How's, Pe- how's Peter Kane ever noticed that? <laughs> <laughs> it does seem like one of the... I mean, it's a fair point. Yeah, I don't want to make many comments about Peter Kay. I'm very aware that he's very popular and very <laughs> he famous. He notices stuff, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Uh, he noticed um, garlic and bread. Why? Remember that? Oh, garlic, bread. Bread goes with everything. Yeah, what are you talking about? You can make bread and butter pudding. You can make dessert with it with raisins. Yeah, like garlic bread is the least adventurous thing they've ever done with bread. You can do all kinds. Why? You can put sugar, sugar butty. Oh, this is again. This is a, one of the differences between Sugar the working... Sugar and bread. Nah. It does? It's not a dessert. Like, this, like is, okay. this is the difference. Right. This is the difference. No, this is the difference in the working class and the middle class again. That you... I still to this day don't believe this was a dessert in your time. Well, not a dessert, just a snack. Oh, it, it's... Mm. You know what? You want to go out and play? Aye. Lee's at the door. <laughs> You're like, I want to come out and play, but I'm going to be starving. Ice cream van doesn't come for fucking two hours. I've got a quid. Right, so you go... To <laughs> That's <laughs> you go my the, dessert. You go to the kitchen, you put uh, some butter on your bread, yeah. margarine, and then you get the sugar bowl, and you pour it all over the butter, under the butter, and then you get the slice of bread, and you tip it back into the sugar bowl to get the excess off, and then you go out with rouge, go out with lay, and put it on your bike. <laughs> You've got a sugar butter in your hand. Bob's your uncle. Is that not the, like, the Tied war- over until the ice cream van comes, get a screw ball, there's a bubble gum at the bottom, and that's going to last you another three hours. <laughs> Is that not like the worst <laughs> texture in the world, though? That's like, the crunchy and stuff and chewy. Yeah, not but it's chewy, not like chewing sand. It's Who's- got like a sandy crunch to it, but... You know what it is? You're fucking, what, like nine years old? You've got a fucking sugar sandwich? I mean... The uh, sweets? Nah, um, Homemade sweets? M- Marmite and peanut butter, that was the... That was the way forward. And now, to everyone at home who's going, gross, 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 I fully I agree with you, I agree with you, it does sound gross, uh, until I was forced to try, and it's like, because the Marmite is like better, and because the peanut butter is kind of like savoury and stuff, it's savoury and sweet, it's, it's delicious. Yeah, I think me. I've tried it before, but I was unenamoured. Uh, Marmite, oh, I, I can take it or leave it. No, 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 you can't. Oh, I can't, I'm in the nah. middle ground. No. Nah. I'm bang in the middle with no. Marmite, like, no. I mean, if it's in front of us, I'll eat it. I'll not go and buy it in the shop. No, that's not like, possible. It's a fucking Mate. fallacy. Mate. Absolute fallacy. Mate. It's just all right. No. Marmite's all right. No, no. It's slander. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's blas- you're, you're, you're a victim of corporate marketing. No, you're going to get a suit. You're a victim. The, no, these you're are the under the spell, mate. mate these, They've got you. Nah. You're gonna get square eyes watching too much TV. No, nah, these are the laws, mate. You either love it or hate it. Now, nah, choose, ambivalent. No, nah, choose your allegiance. No, nah. nah, I'm not having it. Wait, what do you want from us? I want you to love it or hate right, it. I'll eat it now, but I'm not gonna fucking. I'm not. No, like, but will you love eating or will you hate eating it? Well, I love eating it. Or will you hate eating it? You know, this will tide us over until I get a sugar bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I don't. I don't know how peanut butter and jelly. I, I don't know why they call it jelly. You don't. don't that, that might be why. Right? Peanut butter and jam is one of the fucking most tasty snacks in the entire world. Nah. And, and it hundred percent. Because I didn't realise that that's what they meant when they said peanut butter and jelly. Did you think so it was, I was actual like, jelly? Why, why the fuck I put jelly on me peanut butter sandwich? Said the man who puts fucking sugar on his sandwich. I couldn't afford jelly. <laughs> no, we always had jelly in the cupboard, but I would eat it like a block, of, like a chocolate bar. But like, you know the jelly, the packets. That oh, you would like, you wouldn't even make it. I wouldn't even make it. Just going out. Rouge is at the door. Lays at the door. Just going. Oh, rouge. Two seconds. I need a snack. Go in the cupboard. Get another <laughs> jelly block. Going out with rouge on my bike. Is this jelly block you, on my hand? Bob's you your ju- uncle. You just eat ingredients. You, th- you don't eat food. You, is this why you love the beef tartare in Poland? <laughs> <laughs> you just oh, you fucking go mad for ingredients. I sometimes just like going in the. Oh, I just get some lemon a, zest and just fucking. Oh, like, I always get it in my mouth. Get a spoonful of peanut butter. <laughs> The machine. At <laughs> 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 the factory, I used to work there. Um, the no, no. Sometimes people don't know this, but whenever uh, Kai is on stage, in order to because he lip syncs all of his comedy, uh, I put peanut butter on the roof of his, of his mouth before he goes on stage. <laughs> it makes it look like he's doing a stand up the whole way through. I've always fantasised over just before, you, just as you're calling your own name to go on stage. Welcome to the stage, Daniel Sloss. And just as you say your name throw a cup of water onto your crotch, right? Oh. And then punch in the dick so that you have to walk out on stage like holding your cock and you've got like a big water patch so oh. it just looks like you've pissed yourself. Right. But the reason you won't do it is because you know what will happen the next day. I'll do it again. Nah. You know the rules when it comes to pranking me. 
But we'll just one up every yeah, time. I'll yeah. just one up you. No, but you won't though. You always eventually bail on I remember when there was a kid there uh, who I knocked when I was a kid. Wait, what is, so does that mean kiss or batter? Batter, fight. So I had a fight with this lad that was my age and he was like, oh, I'm going to get such and such on to you. I get tricker on to you. <laughs> so he to get someone to beat me up. And I'm like, hey, well, if he beats me up, I'll beat you up again. Like, it's just going to get a full circle. If you get me beat up by that guy, I'll beat you up again. And then he's going to get you, man. And then I'll just do it. So if you just want to leave it at this, you're probably going to save yourself. Uh, I'll beat you up once and we'll call it quits. <laughs> this doesn't seem very fair. Well, no, give us your dinner money. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sick of eating all these sugar sandwiches like a fucking homeless person. So me and Kai don't play pranks on each other mainly because, I'll, well, I don't, know if we, I don't think we have told this story in the podcast. Is this the Fringe 2012 story? It is that story. So do you want to tell the start of it and then I'll tell it from my perspective and then you can also tell it from your perspective. i just done a, I did, I done a really good frape on you. And uh, everyone knows what freight means, don't they? Yeah, it's when you post someone, if someone leaves their Facebook open and then you leave a thing. And normally the, un, the unfunny and the unintelligent and the muggers will be like, oh, I'm gay, or like... Oh, yeah, but I'm you've a, got to do something I smart. Love, I love cheese. And I don't, um, I don't know why they call it freight, because I think I don't, it's accepted that it's called freight, but yeah. that means Facebook rape. Yeah. That's not cool. Yeah, no, I've never had a sit-down shower because someone changed my Facebook status. It does seem, but yeah, it's it's a bit too... I know we live in a fucking sensitive generation, but ever since I'm sort of rape, I'm like, oh, uh, I think we're trivialising that a bit too much. Yeah, I'm not sure about that one. <laughs> like, I've never had a baby I couldn't love because someone changed my Facebook <laughs> status. <laughs> <laughs> I got cold. Jeez. I'm just highlighting the problem. Uh, well, I'm highlighting the problem. This, sure. is, this is where it is. This is where they're going by calling it rape. So... Should um, we come up with a new thing for rape? I mean, don't... Was it free arranging yesterday? <laughs> Rip syncing? Nah, that's why. Why are you so obsessed with lip syncing right now? Oh, just, I could see like a little buzzword. Sorry. Oh. Um, so I, I set up this status at the end of the Fringe Festival where I um I was just like, oh, I don't know what's wrong with me. It's been a really this is on my Facebook. Uh, I don't know what's wrong with me. It's been a really good run, but it's left me emotionally drained. I just feel really weeping, and I can't stop crying. Uh, I must just be exhausted. Yeah, and something really lame. Just making you look like a proper really pussy. like a fucking pussy when it comes to the festival. And people were commenting and were genuinely concerned. And it was, I will give it to you. It was a very, very good frip sync, but. Uh, when it became too far was when my mother phoned me and she was concerned and the second you upset my mum I'll kill everyone you fucking love I mean it must have been nice for you to find out how many people cared about you I, but it your was mom. also upset it was almost <laughs> just it was, your mum <laughs> it was also upset yeah. to find out how many people think I'm a fucking pussy yeah you, uh, did, get a, you did get a few phone calls and texts like you okay hon yeah yeah which is was, embarrassing yeah which it's is embarrassing if like, you get the are you okay text like, of someone from a from a really like that, that uh, was the muggle corner oh, it was an absolute muggle yeah, yeah. Um, so so I, I muggled you Basically is what I did You muggled me You made me be, you made me be a muggle You forced me into muggledom And uh, so my form of revenge Was two months later I was uh, dating a girl who That worked. was the same fringe? No it wasn't during the fringe It was after Okay So it was um, a couple of weeks after Oh yeah because I met at the fringe Yeah So I was dating this girl Who worked in a bar And then you uh, Also liked one of the bar staff That she worked with So we agreed to go on a double date To uh, that bar uh, with the two girls who were drinking there at the bar that they work and then um, basically I, Kai goes to the toilet at one point and I say to the girl he's with I'm like look I do not know your intentions for the evening with Kai I don't want to assume anything but uh, all I'm saying is if you could do me a massive favour explain the backstory I was like can you I'm going to be going back to my place uh, with uh, Nicole she's still over tonight can you come back as well with Kai make him think he's going to have sex and then just fuck off. And she was like, oh, God, yeah, that sounds amazing. So the whole plan set up. And then the only bit of guilt I felt properly it's was... It's ridiculous how much she committed to that role as well. We'll, we'll get to that bit in a second. But the bit that made me feel really shit. Do you remember the guy in there who was who clearly fancied both the girls and yeah. was taken out of me was being like... Yeah, because he worked there and stuff. So he worked with them. And the girls were two cuties as well. Yeah, yeah. They were, and they were lovely. And But the guy was clearly like jealous and was just being an absolute dick to me. Like, like he was trying to alpha you. Yeah, he was trying to alpha me. I was largely staying out of it. Yeah, and I don't... I don't rise to that sort of thing so I'm just sitting there and I'm because that makes him look more pathetic than me if I join in I'll look pathetic so I'm like yeah yeah go make your fucking snide little comments but eventually after like an hour it's really fucking niggling at me and you, you're like do you want me to sort out and I'm like nah nah nah, nah I'll do it I'll do it just leave it 
And then about half an hour later, I'm like, yeah, go and do something. Now, obviously wasn't expecting you to kick the shit out of him, which you didn't. But Kai basically leaned over the counter, grabbed his bag, took his bag, threw it outside. And the guy was like, oh, what a petulant, childish thing to do. Went outside and got his bag. And you just stood at the door and went, if you cross this line, you're getting knocked the fuck out. And he <laughs> threw him out of the boy work. <laughs> he was like, my shift's not done. He's like, well, come back in. It's going to be done in three seconds. So the guy had to go home. So we're all laughing because he's been, he tried to alpha and then he got completely and utterly alpha. So I felt guilty a little bit because he'd stood up for me, defended my honour. And then we get back, uh, have a couple of drinks. I go to bed. Uh, with uh, my ex and then so what happened to me I was left in the living room and we started kissing stuff but then she asked if uh, I'd call her a taxi because she had university in the morning or some shit so I just called a cab and then in the meantime while waiting for the cab she like ended up like progressing it until she was just in a thong mm-hmm. so she's just in a thong straddled over kissing us and then ring ring the fucking taxi rings and she just whipped all of her clothes back oh, on you were in your underwear at this point I was in my underwear yep so all I, I, I like I, to be honest I would completely forget I'd called a taxi so it was all, in the heat of the moment I'm in bed with Cole we're just sitting down watching like Netflix or something and all, all I could hear is the phone Ringing, which is the sound that the taxi is. Yeah, because it rings twice when it's a taxi. It's, it doesn't ring out. It's and, like, and then just hearing you be like, no, nah, no, nah, don't worry about it. No, nah, it's absolutely fine. No, nah, no, nah, don't worry about it. And you walk her upstairs and you're very polite and you kiss her goodbye. And then I could just see you upstairs with the door starts going like, the fuck did I do wrong? And I'm <laughs> And I didn't tell you immediately because I was like, so the next morning I'm like, I had a go last night. You're like, well, like, she got me to, to my underwear, right? And then, and then she just fucked up. I'm like, oh, that's unusual, though. <laughs> How, what did you do wrong? How peculiar. <laughs> and like three months later, I finally brought it up. I've never oh. seen you so angry. <laughs> It's the worst situation as well because, like, when when you're at that point, like, it takes you everything to not go. Oh, but please stay. <laughs> <laughs> Just drop to your knees. Like, is it? It's like, like, all right, bye, cool. Oh, no, it's cool. You've got university tomorrow. We've all I, got to sleep. I'm not entitled to anything. Like, it's your body. It's your decision. Yeah, I was going to get up and go to the gym at nine anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Just throw weights around. Just fucking put a thirty kilo dumbbell through the mirror. <laughs> Oh, uh, right. We'll go into our uh, first game um, now. Normally, Smuggle Corner. Don't worry, that is uh, coming up. But a while ago, we did Origins. Oh, phew. Yeah. A while ago, we did do Origins uh, because somebody on f- f- uh, Twitter asked us for our friendship origin story, and we came up with funny origins for each other. But then we never actually got to the origins of our friendship. So we'll decide to do it again, and this time we will, after this game, go into how we met and fell in love. Um, shall I go first, or you go first? Yeah, you go. What were you miming at me? I was saying, but was, like I was trying to say, but don't tell the origin story. Oh well, no, it would have been quite funny to just make it an ongoing make, thing. Like, allude to it, ongoing. But then, like that, that thing that you just done there, I do to Natalie all the time when um, I'm saying something I shouldn't be saying. Yeah. she'll nip me under the table. Yeah, and you'll be like, why? And, and I'll be like, what the fuck are you nipping this? Oh, <laughs> she's nipping this because she doesn't want to say this. It just makes it worse. <clears throat> okay. Had you been standing in Blythe on the 5th of July 1983 and looked up at the stars, you would have been called a poof by the locals. This homophobic distraction might have been enough to make you miss a comet-like object hurtling towards Blythe. It landed in the town centre, destroying half the square and killing nine people. Nobody noticed. Walking home from a Sunderland game off their tits, <laughs> <laughs> off their tits on MCAT were Kevin Linda Humphreys. <laughs> It was Newcastle playing away. No, it was Sunderland at home. <laughs> <laughs> they've, they've got a high-rise flat so they can see the games even the ones that they don't go to locally. <laughs> they stumbled across the crater, looked inside and saw an alien child. It was clearly an alien as it did not and to this day does not have earlobes. I don't have earlobes. <laughs> no, you don't. There's a podcast, they don't know that. The, well, guy doesn't have earlobes. Look at pictures of Guy. No earlobes. I thought earlobes were the actual ears. What, the top? Nah, the, the bits that you meant to pierce. Like, you couldn't get your ears pierced because you don't I have... I mean, any... still skin there. Nah, it goes straight into your face, you fucking fish. Did you have a face pierced? Nah. Legend? After years of trying for children and only managing to create Gavin Humphreys, Kevin Linda uh, knew this might be their only chance for a child, so they took the child before the locals turned it into shoes. They decided to name the alien Kai as it was written on his spacecraft. Little did they know that this meant nonce on his home planet where he was uh, evicted for being the universe's younger ever (laughs) paedophile. 
Kev was expecting a Clark Kent-like child with super strength and laser eyes, but instead he ended up with a ginger one with wonky eyes. Kai was unscoldable as he had no earlobes to pull at whenever he was being naughty. This immunity to scolding and proficiency for getting his head bashed in for being such a weird-looking kiddie, fiddling kid, and his unique, albeit wonky, look at the world allowed him to climb in the comedy ladder enough to one day be internationally recognised as the guy who opens for Daniel Sloss. (laughs) 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 Daniel Sloss is the result of an orgy. Daniel's mum was the only white person at the orgy. So it has since been deduced that he must be albino. In Daniel's lifetime, he has been through a conveyor belt of dads, but has since decided that he's not gay and started feeling guilty from all of the homewrecking. In his younger years, he would torture animals for fun. He killed a rabbit using a bin bag and one of his mother's high heels. He killed his family dog with a lawnmower, and he even bought a badge at a death with a microphone. His mum found out about him torturing animals, uh, but just put it down to boys being boys, thus failing to stunt the growth of the psychopath that was growing inside of her brat. Before long, killing animals wasn't enough. Just to feel something, he would kill larger beasts with smaller weapons. He once took down a cow with a magnifying glass on a sunny day. (laughs) It took hours. (laughs) He needed to get a kick from somewhere, so he moved on to torturing the closest ally of animals, the vegans. He tortured them in a way that physical punishment would not suffice. He would preach from stage to a captive audience, or a battery audience as he prefers to call them, (laughs) about his hatred for veganism. His stance is completely unjustified, and he admits it's wrong, but making good people feel helpless and belittled is what fills the empty void of oblivion that lurks within Daniel's chest, threatening to absorb his entire existence if it isn't quenched by the suffering of others. Despite this right-wing view towards veganism, he is surprisingly left-wing about feminism. It is almost as if that's what gets him laid this day, these days. It's <laughs> about <laughs> the end, but you are a Tinder feminist, though. Nah. You call people Facebook vegans, you are a Tinder feminist. N- nah. No, because, like, yeah, yeah, I will agree in the sense that, like... You, you know, if, like, being macho got you laid, you'd be macho. Like, you are definitely just evolutionary. Nah. In that I, respect. Nah, I just... I, look, I'll agree that... Nah, I won't actually. Like... Like, being intelligent and being a <laughs> feminism gets you laid so you read books and uh, are kind to women. But I reckon if uh, being, like, thuggish and bossy and uh, going to the gym was more that you were inclined to, you'd spend more time in the gym than in the library. Not that you go to a library. Not like a library. I was just being poetic. Nah, I would disagree. I'll, I'll, I'll agree in the sense that, like, I can understand where you're coming from because, like, I do... Uh, there's a lot of time in conversations where I'll just do I'll say uh, sex things and I also do like uh, sex and I, I sleep around and that's who I am and stuff but I wouldn't I would, like I genuinely agree with a lot of not all of them obviously they're the fucking far far left who I obviously hate feminists but no I do agree with most of the things but I agree with your point because it was a while ago that I went full on feminist to the point where you made the valid point of like you're a man your position should be just get out of the fucking way. Yeah, stay out of the way. One thing that um got that that made me bring up that you were a tender feminist is that you signed a petition to get that my laughs off the TV. Oh, which I fully uh, disagree with, and yeah, no, I regret that. Yeah, because you had like in like two years before that done a fucking TED talk, yeah. an actual TED talk on the freedom of speech. Fully hypocritical. <laughs> and I was yeah. just like, uh, he's signing that petition to look like well, that, to, to, to publicly pat himself on the back and look great. Oh, absolutely, that but that's that's in. that's where my that's where so my bit this year about hating the far left comes from, most of my stuff comes from self-loathing that I'm at it's stuff that I used to do that fucks me off so whenever you know, whenever I do the stuff about like anytime I complain about sexism it's all the stuff that I used to think when I was younger that fucks me off like I was a fucking horrible teenager uh and this is exactly that. When I went full far left and started being this annoying, like, fucking self-congratulate back to... It's... All my material is about a guy I hated two years ago, and that person was me. And the worst thing about that is, um, uh, yeah, the, the person has got stuff recorded and immortalised on YouTube that and is on the, TV. Yeah. I've, I've got a uh, YouTube clip from 2010 when I'd done the Comedy Store TV show where I'm like, all women are idiots. Oh, <laughs> I, yeah. actually say I say it with a smile. I don't mean it. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I've got proof I live with one and I tell like a dumb thing that she did that's so, so like silly and wacky and like kind of whimsical that it devalues any like essence of an opinion that was in the words. But... 
I still said the words, all women are idiots. Yep. On was, TV. And I'm like, oh, what am I doing? Yeah, but, and it's more like that. That's, that's the thing that really fucking uh, traumatized me because I've got that joke on uh, Russell Howard's Good News Week from when I was 21, which is like just uh, being a kind of about fat people. Now, I will stand by that the material, was, like as a joke, is funny. But like at, at that time, because that was a set where I did like a lot of like pro gay stuff yeah. and pro feminism stuff. A lot everyone took that all seriously, which is good. But in hindsight, I'm like, oh, if they took that seriously, it's pos- like if all the gay kids took that seriously and like enjoyed it, there's a possibility that like, there were some like kids struggling with weight issues who saw that and then just were made to feel worse about someone that they really liked and looked up to and that's still there and I still get called on it nowadays on like Twitter and stuff whenever it's replayed on fucking Comedy Central people are like I can't believe you said that and I'm like yeah. me too but like I was 21 it was five fucking years ago I changed my you know me I changed my opinions all the fucking time which I would argue is the sign of a good person is yeah you've got to be malleable you don't want to be setting your ways otherwise you get left behind no like it's that yeah. thing of like I went as I agree like I will still say I, I'm a feminist, uh, but the times you called me on it was was when I was just being a fucking. I wasn't doing it for the right reasons. I was doing it to feel fucking smug. But then I stopped and I changed my ways. And I, yeah, oh. you've always got to grow cream. But you've always got to grow mug. Yeah, I agree with you, muggins. I agree with you, muggins. You've always got my back. Yep. And it's um, we'll we'll stay on this difficult topic for a little while about the whole body shaming thing, right? I I was getting a little bit annoyed when it was like the, it was almost like they were shaming the other side of like people that had. I'm not going to say good bodies because that's the wrong diction, but people that were what society depicts to be in shape mm. were getting like villainized. So like there would be, are you beach body ready? And there'd be like an attractive girl and that was really slim that had worked out. And people were like, oh, get that down. It's unrealistic goals. But that girl that was on that post, I must have felt terrible because she's worked so fucking hard. Mm. You, you don't get in that shape by just getting out of bed, having your breakfast, going to work. Do You have to put in extra miles. You have to go to the gym. You have to monitor your diet. It's, it's quite a struggle to be in good shape. And that person went through that struggle to be in good shape, was really proud of the shape she was in, got in a, a photo shoot, got the modelling contract, she's like, she's actually getting somewhere from all the hard work she's put in, she's up on the post down the tube, and every fucker hates her, and everyone's like, pointing their finger at her, and I'm just like, ah, oh. and when people call steroid heads, like meat cake, like beefcakes, yeah. steroid heads at the gym, they get, oh, I bet he's got a tiny dick, he's on steroids, you don't jab steroids in the arm and become a fucking big dude, it's not miracle juice, that's yeah. a lot of hard work, and you're devaluing the hard work that's gone into him getting the body once I'll agree with you to the sense I feel like I agree with like uh, I never take the piss out of people that go to the gym no matter how fucking big they are because I'm aware of how much work goes into it but I do I don't think the rage from that are you beach body ready was directed at her I don't think it was like I don't think they were trying to shame her. I think that campaign against that was like, who is this company to define? Yeah, but she ended up being the poster girl of the campaign rather than the... But did she though? And who who doesn't want to fuck... Like, people actually do want to go to the gym and get in good shape for the holidays because you want to have confidence and you want to... I I don't think that campaign was like shaming the... Because I do agree with you that there is that side where they do shame people who are in uh, good shape. But I think that point there was like, that statement is to say that if you're not in that shape you don't belong on a beach that I think right, is more what, and I fully agree that there probably were people who as with both sides when people go too far right wing or too far left wing there would have been the too far left who did take out on this girl yeah. and be like oh god it's disgusting like people, when guys say oh fucking women with six packs are disgusting oh fuck off cunt like don't it, it, it does go both ways but I, I, I think a lot of that campaign was it was more about the attitude of what, like, mm. oh, if, so if you're a bit overweight and you don't have a six pack, you're not allowed on a beach. That's yeah. that was the cunty thing. That and we- I'm even starting to feel a nasty taste in my mouth when I use words like overweight because I'm like, what is the, the there's no specified yeah. weight. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I, I do get it that like. Uh, Every, everyone should be made to feel comfortable the way they are but I think if somebody you shouldn't change you should, what people have done is change the laser from being pointed, pointed at people who are as they say overweight and pointing the laser at people that are actually in fucking mm. what they say is great shape and I'm like don't pick on those guys yeah. that have made a lot of effort it takes no effort to be out of shape or yeah. overweight it takes zero effort but then people have put a lot of graft in and I, I, I started feeling um, like th- they were being shamed for something that took th- a lot of th- hard work I think, in a sense, you can say it doesn't take any effort to be overweight, only in the sense that it doesn't take it. But, like, you've, you, we see that from two people who've always been skinny, like... Oh, I get a fat belly after the fringe. We don't know, like, I, th- I think, like, Sophie Hagen made a very uh, valid uh, point, which was interesting, like, 
uh, when she was going on, she's like, she hates when people come up to her. And I've been guilty of it as well. And she goes, they to her, have you lost weight? She's like, no, and I'm not. Gonna, don't, uh, you can call me fat. Like, we need to take the, people are scared of using the word fat because there's such a negative connotation. On where I don't mind, she said like, I don't want to paraphrase her too much and I might be butchering it, but she was saying, I don't mind being called fat because I am fat. What I hate is the stigma with that word. That people think that when I've got people, goals that are outside of where I am. Yeah, with people, right. when people are being nice, when people are being nice to her, they won't use the word fat, which is worse because that means you're scared of the word. So you not being willing to call her fat is worse because you're as bad as the people who are fat shaming because you're shaming the word fat, I think. So if you're, if you're listening and I've butchered this, please do correct me. Correct me. Yeah, I, I do have body goals and stuff though. Like, uh, say if I'm going to go to Australia in January, I, I'm looking in the mirror now and I'm like, oh, I wouldn't mind getting rid of this little little bit of two I got that I've got, and I want to have bigger arms. And I, I don't think it's, I don't think it should be. I don't know what I'm saying. No, and it's also such a dangerous topic that you don't want to say the wrong things, even well, though your heart's it, in the right place. Uh, yeah, and also because the, it's 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 that thing that white men constantly do is is get involved in an issue that doesn't affect us, so we don't know both sides we could, we've only got our perspective which is naive which is the yeah. problem when i was getting involved in all the feminist stuff which is i'm trying to be involved and everyone's like oh your heart's in the right place but don't pretend for a second you know what we're going through oh uh, yeah stay out of the way stay again out, yeah so as, as far as it comes to anything like that stay out of the stay way stay out of the way but listen like get your opinions but don't lead the fucking charge which is the mistake i've continuously made over the years and probably will continue to do so because i'm a fucking liberal Self-righteous twat. You lead the charge and so you haven't thought through fully. Because <laughs> yeah. you've got a mic in your hand and an audience, a battery audience. Right, should we do Muggle Corner? Ah, shit, yeah, time's ticking. Uh, okay, uh, Muggle Corner. Muggles put happy birthday signs on roundabouts. Yeah, on the exit of the estate. Oh, God, yeah. For the drive to work. Oh, happy birthday, Barry, happy 40th. And then there's like an embarrassing photo of him. It's like, Jesus Christ. Barry's, Barry's in his commute to his day shift and he sees the he sees the bed sheet with fucking Crayola pen oh, drawn on it. Oh, it makes his day. Whenever, whenever I've seen that, I'm like, does anyone enjoy... Like, whose idea is that? Like, an... Like... <clears throat> You, do you really think John's there being like, oh, I can't believe I've got to go to work on my birthday? Oh, cool. My wife took my bed sheets off my bed and fucking vandalised them. Can't, I'll probably have to buy one on the way home now. That'll be fucking crap. Do you think that makes you happy? Do you think? Nah. I feel like that's something your mum would do for you. No, absolutely. Just put a happy birthday Daniel thing coming out of yeah. No, my mum does embarrass me. Don't, don't get me wrong. My mum loves to embarrass me, and she's done it in but much clever ways. Like on this, in fact, not even her. Putting put the eyelashes on the Ford, yellow Ford car. Yeah, so I had to borrow the my mum's car to go up to Rock Ness like three years ago, and it was a, it's a bright yellow Ford car, and uh, the heating, the air conditioning in the car was broken. It was a sunny day, so the heater's just on full. So I have to drive in a fucking vest in a bright yellow car, and she knows I'm borrowing it for the weekend. So she's put the fucking little eyelashes in the front of the fucking thing, which is a muggly thing to do. But the reason she's doing it is to make me look like a fucking muggle. The other one, my uncle got a good one was. You know those uh, plaques that they get, like, oh, you know, uh, fucking um, Adam Smith lived in this street in 1837 to whatever. On the side of my my mum's house is Daniel Sloss, comedian, oh, lived li- lived here from... Oh, do you think my mum did that? Oh, yeah. No. I thought she was just loving you too much. No. <laughs> no. It's my fucking aunt and I aunt. thought she was, like, genuinely bragging to people that no, come to the house that, that, was, so, that the Daniel Sloss used to live No, here. no, that's, uh, that's my aunt... That's my aunt and uncle taking the piss out of how much my mum loves me by buying her that oh, sign and forcing her to put it on the side of the I fucking... I feel so bad on your mum that I thought that she just did that. She just thought that's how muggly my mum was. That's, yeah, that she just got the... When you moved out, oh, she just... commemorated it. <laughs> right, so you, do you agree? Happy birthday signs on roundabouts. Yeah. If you've ever done that, or even... And I know it's not your fault, but if you've ever had one for you, you've got muggle friends that makes you cap- culpable for this. So you are also in the corner for 30 seconds. You know what's pretty cool on birthday? Is when old embarrassing photos go up. Yeah, it's really common and cliche, and it's an unoriginal thought, but it's always, always funny. When I just seen what you used to, the, to look like going to the staff room and put like uh, photos from twenty years ago up. Um, so this is my muggle corner. I'm selfish, impatient, a little bit insecure. Ugh. I make mistakes. Ugh. I'm out of control, and at times hard to handle. But if you can't handle me at the worst, then you sure as hell don't deserve me at my best. Ugh. Fuck. The fuck is that shit? People live by that shit. Ugh. Oh, it's, people it's, regurgitate it. Look, 
if you're, if you're selfish and impatient and a little bit insecure and make mistakes and out of control and I can't handle you at your best, I'm fucking out of dodge. Yeah. Like, I don't want your best. If that's your best. I have to fucking earn it. Yeah. Like, I have to do, do chores fucking half of the time. Yeah, yeah. Just to get the bit where you're like, placid. Yeah. If you can't handle me at my worst, like, that's my, yeah, I fully agree with you. Like, if, if I'm leave dating. Leave your baggage at the door. If I'm, if I'm dating you and I'm a piece of shit and you can't handle me at worst, leave because it's, it's not going to get better. Like, why would you want me at my worst? I should be trying every day to be the yeah. best person. I'm not impatient. I'm not that insecure. I don't make many mistakes. I'm in control. And uh, most of the time, I'm pretty Which is weird, because you should be insecure. Well, that's, it, uh, insecurity is such an um, ego thing. Yeah. Poor and me. we do have massive egos. No, but it's, I think it's... Right. I might be wrong. <laughs> I usually am but I think if you're like worried about yourself all of the time you're thinking about yourself too much I'm more than that, than that. like if you're insecure if you're just like oh poor me what about what, what yeah, but the only reason we're confident is because we think about ourselves all the time in a positive light but uh, but it's surely not caring what people think but we absolutely do care what, our job is to care what people think oh yeah yeah but I, I um, but what about if they think ah oh, shit this is I've, I've malfunctioned. You have. I've malfunctioned as a human. Do you want me to reset you? Can you just turn me on, then back on again? No, I'll, get, I'll get my dick out and lay, not have it. Mm. <laughs> okay, I'll show you a picture of me naked and a picture of me girlfriend naked. Don't right. ask how I've got both. <laughs> <laughs> so back to insecurity. Let's cite the case of um, Matthew Ellis. Okay. Our flatmate. He gets insecure about a gig in case it goes badly. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, but what if it fucks up? What if they don't like me? What if they don't find me funny? Right? Isn't that him going, oh, shit, this is me. It's all about me. Me, me, me. Mm-hmm. And if you go on going, oh, I hope they find me funny, not for my sake, but for their sake, so that they enjoy it. And they have a laugh. And they have a good value for their money. It's not about me. It's not about me fucking getting the plaudits. It's about them having a good time. And the minute you put it on them, you can stop being insecure because it's about them and not you. Yeah, but even then, like... That's as a comedian, anyway. Yeah, as a comedian, but the reason we're so... Like, you and me before gigs, we, everyone on the tour has been like, do you need to go practice or rehearse? We're like, no, I'll just drink and stay on my phone until you call me on stage. But again, yeah, that, I think some, I think some promoters like, worry that we're not taking it seriously enough because we're just chilled out and reading a book like right. five minutes before call. I'm having two sides. No, I, I think it's... Uh, the same thing. The reason we are confident, I will, and again, this is this is. I agree with you. It's fully ego, but we're on the other side of it. I've never walked onto a stage and been like, it, in, in, at least in recent years on tour, and been like, "Well, I'm not going to smash this." Like, yeah. I'm, and I, wor- I'm, I'm, like, I'm worried they might not enjoy it. Yeah, I'm not worried that they won't enjoy it because and I, I, I know they, I've got that level of confidence and arrogance and thing like I'm going to fucking smash this. And here's how bad the ego is. Like even in my head, I'm like, and if they don't, his thing is, oh, if they don't enjoy it, fuck it, that's on me. My ego is so bad. I'm like, if they don't enjoy it, they're fucking idiots. Wrong. Like they're wrong. Statistically, they're wrong. I've done the show for like two months now. Yeah, ninety eight percent. I've worked it out. There was a couple of people in the previews that were right. Yeah, the couple of people in previews. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Livingston every year. You guys are, are, are have the patience Patient. of a saint. Yeah. Um, but if you can't, uh, sometimes impatient. Right. <laughs> if you can't, if you can't handle Livingston at the worst. Right. If you can't handle my stand up at the worst. Uh, just come see the real shows. Why come to see previews? Do you know I, I had a conversation with a comedian called Michael Fabry, great comedian, good lad. Yeah. And we were talking about he was on about some comedians are shy. And I remember having like it was, it was not an argument; it was a heated debate about. I was convinced comedians can't be shy. Now there are some people that are like shy for comedians yeah. that are maybe a little bit more um, introvert in social situations. But you can't be a shy comedian; it's such an oxymoron because you're going to be in a position where you're elevated, lit up, amplified, demanding the attention of others. You're in the light when they're in the dark. Yeah, it's, it's, That's it's not a, the actions of a shy person. It's a naturally alpha position. Yeah. Just, it's an alpha dog position because everyone in that room is looking at. So anyone that plays the beta character on stage, I feel that it's a character because oh, it's totally you're, a character. You're, in a, you're in a position of alpha. Well, that's, but that's why I like, um, that's, you know, my favourite comics are the likes of, uh, you know, uh, Nick Cody and, and uh, Bill Barr and Sarah Silverman and uh, Chappelle and stuff. And it's, Amy it, Schumer. Amy Schumer. Well, yeah, alpha. It, it, alpha. And it's just these people on stage uh, just dominate just be like oh, I am the fuck and I love it because don't get me wrong I do enjoy the sort of beta comedy stuff you know James A. Caster's fucking brilliant yeah uh, Sam Simmons amazing Sam Simmons is amazing does the sort of beta but see Zoe Lyons 
Yeah. See when Zoe Lyons goes on stage and she's just the fucking biggest alpha in yeah. the room and she's just like that's that arrogant I'm going to fucking destroy. I love that. That's also why I love Conor McGregor. Yeah. Because I think we live in a, a world now where it's... I think arrogance is only... It, arrogance is confidence if you're delivering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you can't you can't be arrogant if you're if you're not delivering the goods. You can only be confident if you're delivering the goods. Yeah, arrogance arrogance is confidence that isn't backed up. Yeah, yeah. Right, I fully agree with you. If you've ever posted, um, so my thing with a shy comedian um, is that because Fabri's argument is that they could be shy the majority of the time, but then when they're on stage, they're not. And I was like, okay, so if I suck the dick for twenty minutes every day, but I'm straight the rest of the time, yeah. does that does that mean I'm straight? That means you're bi. Bye. Yeah, you're in the middle. So they're, they're shy sexual. <laughs> I mean, it was an awful joke, but it's enough to seal off this section. Okay, so, so if you if you repost Marilyn Monroe's quote, you're, a, you're not just a muggle, but you're probably, you're probably, you're a, probably a bit of a fucking psychopath, man. Bit of a dick. Just have a word. Just stop being a dick to the person you're with. Don't, tr- don't, make, don't make them loving you a fucking challenge for them. Yeah. It should be easy for them to love you. Don't, don't, don't make the nice side of your personality a payoff that at, they've worked for. At no, point when you're, at no point when they're with you, they should be like, oh, he'll be nice tomorrow. Like, yeah. maybe tomorrow will be one of his good days. Just amplify their life. Look, all, all my job is in Natalie's life is to make her life better. Aye. Not worse. If I find that I'm dragging her down at any point, then I'm fucking doing it wrong. Yeah, and she needs to leave you. If you're listening, Natalie, you know what to do. Uh, muggles have pictures of cars as their profile pictures. Yes, thank you for the Twitter recommendation. Yeah, yeah unless you are it. fucking Optimus Prime, that is not a selfie. Like, it's just the... It's it's, like your car's your it's life. It's like bright really. green and it's got a spoiler and a black oh, bonnet. It's just like your defining characteristic is the vehicle that drives you around. Just, what are you, seven? That's it. Because that, that's like, the, the, Facebook's like a social doorpost of your life, isn't it? Mm. And that's that's the way you're presenting yourself. That's the projection you're going to give to the car. Yeah, like, but as well, the, the fact that it's a material thing's quite... Yeah, like if it's a picture of like if even even though on this podcast I rail against couples and people that are happy and in love, if your profile picture is of you and your girlfriend or your boyfriend, part of me on the inside is like grow up. But I'm like, no, no, no. I mean, that's who you are. Like, if you like you you love this person. If it's your kids that fully like, if they're young kids as well, like, and you've created a cute child, why would you not have their profile picture? Their picture is your profile picture because they're cute and you're fucking money. So you got proof that like, you know. They'll be fine for the first eight years. I fully get that. But when is your car? Like, that's a pathetic life you live. Yeah. A pathetic life. Put a picture of your phone. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, that's, my, that's my fucking iPhone. See, see the new... Uh, I mean, I don't know how you take a picture of your phone. Yeah. Oh, shit. Hi. Fuck. Picture the refle- reflection of your phone. Yeah. Then it's just a self in a mirror, and yeah. you arguably forgive that. Not really. Mirror selfies. Don't put your belongings... Is your profile photo? Aye. Don't put a material thing. Yeah, it just it shows what kind of fucking person you are. What about if you're like standing against your car? Mm, I mean, if it's a particularly good photo of you, and the only reason you're, the car's in the photo is because you're making a good face and you look good, fine. But if it's like, I used to have a sweet whip, you know. Ugh. I had a proper sweet whip. Was it whip. a Lotus Elise? I had a Toyota MR2, okay. Mark II model. It was a two-seater uh, Google it. Le- leather interior, Ta- red, red and black. A Toyota what? A Toyota MR2 Mark II. And this was when I was 19 years old. So the pro- it's, it's a bit dated now. It was Mark a l- little bit dated then. It was an old, it was an old one even then. But um, I felt like the fucking tits as a 19-year-old driving around in that. If Facebook was a thing, I would have probably had its f- photos, me cover oh, photo. Oh, jeez, I'm looking at the car now, that it's is... fucking sweet, isn't it? I had a black one. Nah. Do you not like it? Nah. Oh, is that fucking, it? I love that car. <laughs> it was like fucking Knight Rider, mate. It was like Michael Knight. Every fucking... Uh, where, I'm, where I'm from, back in my hood, uh, I felt like everybody around about my age had a second-hand Toyota. Oh. Like Celica's Supras and, uh, and stuff like that with a... Jap- Japanese cars. I mean, I'm, I, I would make you stand. I'm bleach blonde hair. Oh, you were such a. I'm so glad I didn't know you then. I'll be bleach blonde hair. Me talking about MR2. Aye. I could give one person lift a football. <laughs> <laughs> but nobody wanted a lift. <laughs> Everyone walked. Fuck, I had a sick whip. If, uh, even calling it a sick whip. My whip was off the chain. Net. 
I'm not, I get in the corner for 30 seconds with the use of both those phrases. Ah, fuck, I was rolling on dubs. Mate, 40 seconds. Fucking 18 inch rims. Fucking a minute. Allies. Right, you're doing the rest of the podcast in the fucking corner. <laughs> <laughs> like well, the, the, f- the aerial would go, oh, mate. The aerial would go up and down on electronics. Get this. You know, when I flash someone out, the, the fucking headlights would flash up, <laughs> flash, and then go back down. So it's like you're winking at them. Blinking. <laughs> Winking's one eye. I mean, if you're a professional. But mate, I fucking loved that car. Cost me so I ended up in so much debt. Two grand for the insurance for a year. Because you were nineteen and you were driving a fucking hairdresser's car. Fucking car. <laughs> I'm waiting for your suggestion. You're not winning this. I just don't. I don't think I appreciate you calling me Toyota MR2 hairdresser's car. <laughs> you're, talk, my, you're talking to the man that drove a fucking bright yellow Ford car with fucking eyelashes on it. <laughs> that car was my boo. <laughs> <laughs> oh man Right So How long have we done by the way? We g- 50 minutes Ah oh, cool So let's uh, Muggle Corner I will just put that in Did you put another one in? The Casio profile photo That's in um, People that complain about People that complain about Younger people being on their phones oh. It's an older generation of Muggle oh, look, They've just all been unsociable There's reasons it's called social media Like yeah. I'm, be- I'm sorry that you are not as interesting. If I'm on my phone, it's because you're dull or I've got work. Yeah, this I think there's like a line to be drawn. Like there's times when I know I get addicted to my phone because I'm like traveling on my own quite a bit. So it's like it's me go to place. So if I go visit my parents, occasionally I'll leave it in the glove box or I'll I'll put it on silent and put it to one side mm. so that I can enjoy that company without being distracted right. by it. So I get that it can get in the way of social situations. But just in general, like if. If so, like I saw someone posted a photo of everybody on the on the tube on the phone, yeah, and it was everyone on it, and there was like a complaint about it. And I was like, "What? Do you want them to talk to each other?" Yeah, strangers. And also, yeah, it's like, like uh, there was a good photo. Someone posted that one, but someone posted a reply which was of a train fifty years ago, and everyone on it wasn't talking to each other. They were all reading newspapers. It's like this isn't a new thing. Yeah, like we've always ignored each other. We've always like been in our own little worlds. And, and I think I think people that say that are always on the phone, they just like see the phone as like an inanimate object, like it's the some of its parts as if they're just staring at a block but no you're doing shit your mind's working your synapses are firing you're fucking engaged the person that isn't engaged the person that's looking at them going this is on his phone yeah. fuck you you old prick oh, yeah. like as well it's the information age why not embrace the fact that we can use information in the AN age you wouldn't go oh look at that prick using tools well, muggle. Like, oh muggle yeah. oh, it's not like the good old days when we used to fucking bash rocks together fucking all look at him with his fancy steel I remember the good old days when we used to make fucking fire with flint. Yeah, I hate the older generations that do that, and I want to make sure that I'm not part of it one day. I always hate that. The other one is when they go, oh, you know, back in my day, we didn't have depression or anxiety or, or dyslexia. We just called it being an idiot and being a loser. And you go, yeah, back in your day, you also didn't call it breast cancer, right? Because you didn't know what it was. Yeah. Science comes further. We've discovered new things. Does Are you the guys that used to give the children the cane? Yeah, you fuck. Yeah, so, oh, so that's, that's better. Yeah. Oh, you're, you're not, you don't have uh, ADHD. You're just a dick. I'm going to hit you. Yeah. Um, hold on, who's the bad guy here? Yeah, oh, is it, is it, yeah, the kid that's got a fucking mental disorder that you've not done the research into work out that what's going on in his head, so you're trying to beat it out of him. Yeah, hitting him into fear and acting on his impulses. Ugh, yeah. What? So yeah, just don't be an old cunt. No. Like I, I really hope I can, I can get old and just not be a cunt. You're like gonna that. die so well, young, mate. Oh, no, I'm gonna outlive every fucker. Nah. I swear to God, I'm immortal. Nah. Oh man, I think it, I think it, I'm gonna live it. Nah. I'm asking the universe to live forever. Nah. Put your, on your vision board. <laughs> put it on my vision board. I put it in my wish box. Oh fuck! I've just totally jinxed it. <laughs> I'm gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> so um, uh, yeah, I just think like uh, like. I just want to roll with technology. I want to embrace it all. Like I fucking love me granda for that. He could set the video. He was on Facebook. He was just like he never he never looked down on the, the technology. Guys, catch us up. I think I think all that is is like you're letting technology get away from you, so you're scared of it, so that you insult it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's all it all comes out of fear. I fully agree. But if you are guilty of it, get in the corner, you fucking mug. But then again, probably don't listen to podcasts. Probably don't listen to podcasts. I still think you're all so safe. So go and put your fucking dad in the corner. Yeah, go put him in there. by his shoulders into the corner. Don't mm. tell him why. He'll count, know. Count 30. You'll know. Uh, my final muggle corner is one that I often am a victim of. People that go, that's a girl's drink. 
Uh, now, see, I don't drink beer. I've always hated beer. I love cider. I love wine. I love gin and tonic. But you know what? I love a fucking fruity cocktail. I love da- daiquiris. I love fucking mimosas. I love fucking... Uh, see anything with an umbrella or a sparkler in it? That's my fucking jam. Like a fr- the pink of the drink. Like people go, that's a good. You go, first of all, like d- d- drinks don't have... It's this idea of masculinity when it comes to drink. Now, I'm not saying I'm not. I don't get a stupid like little bit of like testosterone when I'm drinking. But my argument is, whatever you're fucking drinking, right? Whatever manly fucking drink you're drinking, I'll drink my air quotes girly drink, and I guarantee I'll drink you under the table, cunt. Then we'll see who's the fucking alpha in this situation. Yeah. Like it's the content of this. I don't want. Like it's better. It's a better fucking taste. I don't like beer. Which, why would I not want like all these delicious fruits mixed together with alcohol that I can drink quicker so I can get drunk and enjoy your tedious fucking company? I'm doing this for you. Your, your buddy did that to me when Swindon. And I got a gin and tonic. Hi. And he had a beer. And he was like, what are you drinking? Like, pussy gin and tonic. And I, was, I just fucking weighed the guy up. And I was just like, you little fucking... Uh, I, I've, I've been to Vegas I've been to Glastonbury I've done the Fringe Festival I'm on fucking tour I don't need to prove myself To this little cunt oh. You know We, we have fucking one night Out of a month <laughs> And also Like you know There's always that thing Of like oh you know Girls There's that idea That girls get drunk Or way quicker Trust me Start drinking What girls drink Right, that that alleged thing. Start see when guys are like, "Oh, mate, I had fucking I had twelve pints last night." You go, "Did you?" That's about what, maybe twenty units of fucking alcohol. Do you know how many fucking shots in a goddamn fucking daiquiri? Two bottles of prosecco down here. Two bottles. Of, like, have you seen the girls that we had? Have you seen your missus pounding the fucking prosecco? Like, is the only thing that makes her able to fuck you? Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> she drinks to forget. <laughs> Yeah, that, that that whole insinuating that a drink belongs to a gender as well. It's just like, fucking go and, go and get back in your fucking time machine, you daft cunt. Because well, it, okay, it doesn't work the other way, uh, sort of around in a, in a way. Like I Jean, come from Blythe as well. I know birds that drink paints. Gene drinks whiskey like a goddamn... Fu- I can't drink whiskey, I just don't like the taste, but Gene can fucking slam about. And at no point have I ever been like... It's an all open manly for you. Man's drink. Oh, yeah, man's drink. You want me to take a fucking cake? Get fu- They're fucking drinks. Look, take gender out of it. We're all legends for getting drunk. And as well, like, if, if someone's like, oh, you're drinking that faggy drink, and you're like, oh, the, the drink's gay, like, you're the one that's worried about what's going in my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> you're the one that's making my mouth your business. Oh. You daft little shit. And, yeah, they, oh, but, yeah, even when the homophobia, when it, like, that's a gay drink. You go, again, let's say, have you ever drank with gay people? Two of my favourite people on this... That's plan- the only place that's open when the nightclub shuts, yeah. the gay bars. They're the fun ones. <laughs> and, God, like, Reese Nicholson, one of my favourite human beings on this planet, is, uh, he's a, a phenomenal gay Austri- uh, Australian comedian. Uh, his uh, fiance Kyron, is a gay, just this fucking sweetheart, right? He's straight, you- though, Kyron, isn't he? He's bi. <laughs> <laughs> I was joking. Because it's He was straight before Reese turned him. Reese turned him. Aye. Fuck, go on, Reese. Aye, good on him. I mean, turned uh, a proper fucking stud as well. Uh, uh, Kyron, oh, he's he a sexy have, man. He would have fucking been dynamate in the straight plane field. Well, well, when he was by, yeah. he was crushing it left, right, right, and centre. And then Reese comes Fishing along. with dynamate? No. <laughs> well, fucking, he's turned me. Oh, look at that. What do you know? <laughs> yeah, Reese hasn't turned you, but Kyron has. Yeah, Kyron's <laughs> the one you'd expect to turn, but Reese fully turned him. Uh, if you, shows it's all in the patter. Like they, th- th- one of the very few people, and I include you in this list, the people that can drink toe to toe with me. Uh, there are obviously people who can out drink me, but there's a much shorter list. Reese Nicholson can stand toe to toe with me for drinks, and has done for years. Oh, yeah. Like, and that's always on air quotes fucking gay drinks. I, you bring out any army man, I guarantee I can drink most. Sop it. Here's another great example. Sop it. Who is this? He's a, the perfect example. Soppy is this like, manly man. He was in the army. King of the session, though. King of the session. But he drinks rosé wine. Yeah. But by a pint glass. Yeah. Like, that's... It, it, there's nothing garly about... And even if it was garly, it, like, it's just... Gender. You know, there's a, there's a reason for him drinking... Uh, you can't drink any... You can't drink beer because of the fizziness in it or something. He's had an operation on his stomach because of a bit of shrapnel removed or some shit like that. So you can't drink the man's drink because he got blew up. Yeah. So that just totally fucking devalues the <laughs> argument. Like, are you drinking a garly? drink it's like I got blown up by a bomb <laughs> Jen just got nothing to do with this alright so if you call if you call drinks or whatever like Carly drinks get straight in the corner right, go to yours and let's do a quick one alright uh, the last one is a shared Facebook page with a partner I've never seen that happen but I mean, if I did I've, I think I'd cringe into a ball of self-loathing I've got a handful on mine that's like fucking Stuart and Jane Maguire 
to make up some names. Uh, Stuart and Jane would be the first name, and then Maguire would be the second. And you're just like, oh, holy fuck! Like, what are you, what are you, is that is that worried about? Hey, look, if you're that worried, you're going to cheat on each other. Just you know, don't be together. All right, because you clearly and also don't force yourself not to cheat. Is, is, is that like, what it is? Is he in charge of like her friends and that? Like, if she's like, can I, Debbie sent a friend request, and he's like, I never really liked Debbie. Says no, now she can't be social friends with her mates on Facebook because he doesn't like them. Oh, just be individuals. Oh. If you've got a joint Facebook thing, you're absolutely a muggle. Like go, stand in, go stand in separate corners, you and your muggle partner, and see, see tell us how traumatising it is to spend 30 seconds away with the, from each other, you codependent fucking roaches. <laughs> Get different corners. <laughs> and, uh, I think like being in a relationship, you, you should still be two individual people. Don't become one boring person. Yeah. Don't shave up the, the things that make you you, just so that you can fit with never them. Be, never let them fucking Hollywood your name. Like if I started calling you Cataly. <laughs> like I think you'd kill yourself, Catley. Catley, right, or Catley coming? Kind Natalie, they coming? Catley? Yeah, uh, totally. Right. Look, just be be be, be friends. You know, it's like just be mates just, with each other. That's just, fuck. Be, just be mates that fuck each other. Yeah, disgustingly, give each other the good old one-two. Uh, right, the one-two shuffle. Final round. Uh, your dad jokes. Uh, we're me and dad. Me and dad. <laughs> <laughs> me da- dad. Dad. Dad? Me and Kai, me and my dad insult each other's Kai's. <laughs> me, me and Kai insult each other's dads. Uh, you want to go first? Yep. Your dad pulls faces at himself in the mirror. <laughs> Your dad puts croutons in his lime sip. <laughs> <laughs> Eats it with a spoon, dips bread in it. <laughs> Your dad puts jam sandwiches in his back pocket when he leaves for night shift. <laughs> Then cries when he sits on them. <laughs> Still eats them though. Uh, your dad uses the bubbles in the bath to pretend that he's got a foam beard that he shaves, but he also does the same with foam armpit hair that he also shaves, and foam pubes that he also shaves those, and he also makes a foam baby that he kisses. <laughs> <laughs> your dad goes straight from the urinal to the hand dryer. Uh, your dad thinks the moon landings are fake, but your mum's orgasms are real. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, every time your dad goes swimming, he gets rescued by the lifeguard. <laughs> uh, your dad eats your mum out like he's eating corn on the cob with butter. <laughs> your dad calls your mum, sir. <laughs> your dad has a Velcro belt. <laughs> your dad bought those electronic ab, uh, st- ab muscle stimulation pads from Argos uh, and he put them on his fat belly once for about 15 minutes and now they're on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> your, your dad licks his eyes like a chameleon <laughs> <laughs> Your dad plays the floors lava with his mates uh, Your dad painted lightning bolts on your mum In an attempt to make her leave him faster <laughs> <laughs> I saw your dad last night in Tiger Tiger And he was twerking like the DJ had him under a spell <laughs> uh, Your dad puts the condom over his balls <laughs> Uh, your mum lets your dad have top bunk on his birthday. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't do it for the rest of the year because he always pisses himself. <laughs> it's, it's like getting slow Chinese water torture. Puts the waterproof sheet on on his birthday. <laughs> uh, your dad took maternity leave when Viva Pinata came out. Paternity? <laughs> paternity. Oh, is it paternity? Paternity. What's maternity? What's the difference? It's paternal, maternal. What's the difference? Pat, paternal's father and maternal's mother. Oh. So when you see your grandparents on your paternal side, it's your. Dad's yeah, it was, I was calling your dad your mum. What? I was calling your dad your mum. It was a double whammy. I want to suck on his pamery glance. <laughs> Go. Your dad shaved his pubes into the Batman symbol. <laughs> your dad holds the postman's hand through the letterbox. <laughs> Whenever he delivers it, he just catches his fingers and holds it there for a bit. Spits at him. <laughs> oh. All right, uh, we are on tour. Why not come see us? Probably because you don't live where we're going. But if you do, why not come on down? Uh, so by the time this comes out, um, on the 7th of uh, November, we are in Tallinn, Estonia, uh, which is always... A d- uh, is that next? Yeah, that's, 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 tomorrow. that's tomorrow. It's today, a, if you're listening, when we put it out. Today, 7th of November. Uh, yeah, that's a gig where every year we've done a 480 seat and it's sold out. So this year we're moving up to a 600 seat, which I believe is almost sold out. So... Like, the Comedy Estonia guys, the oh, Louis, Louis Ezra and, and fucking wizards, oh, man. They are like 
So if you're if you're in uh, Tallinn, Estonia, uh, get those tickets quickly because uh, it's very close to being sold out. On the eighth of November, we are in Tartu, Estonia. We've not played there before. Party town, man. Is it? I've been before. I've been. I've done a club gig out there. Uh, it's just a fucking drinking session, isn't it? Fucking awesome. Let's get on it. Ninth of November, we are in uh, Riga in Latvia. Uh, First time as. 10th uh, November, we're in Kaunas, Lithuania. First time us there, too. 11th of November, uh, back to one of our all-time favourites, uh, Vilnius, Lithuania. And the 12th of November, the last day of the European tour, we're in Helsinki in Finland. All of these dates are available on kaihumphreys.com. Yes, dot com. He's also got merch so you can buy his thing. Uh, apart from that, genuinely thank you for listening uh, to this fucking yeah, stupid we, thing. We started through some serious topics today, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. and please don't respect anything. We just under, uh, like, yeah. yeah, we're aware that we're wrong on most things, but All thought out opinions. Yeah, don't don't listen to our opinions as like uh, things that you should take sort of seriously or take to heart. Just listen to them so that you can think up all your counter arguments to them and then have a stronger, more valid opinion uh, yeah, than you, we have. Use ours to reinforce your correct opinion. Yeah, if anything. yeah. If anything, we're like a sparring partner. Like you, you wouldn't know if you're fucking house were sheltered from the rain unless it rained once in a while yeah yeah water got we in. are the we are the the dumb rain that's te- ch- checking the intellectual stability of your uh mind tiles i've got through that <laughs> Oh Jesus! I'm gonna try and bail you oh man! I nearly just stopped recording the podcast. <laughs> we should do um, that now. Uh, we should uh, share, like, all that stuff. Uh, let us know what games you want to play uh, next week. Uh, yeah, thanks for the tweets, guys. We appreciate oh, we the, do. We the do. muggle we suggestions. You know, uh, yeah. And also, you, whenever you guys send us, yeah, whenever you send us a picture of someone who's doing something muggly, that does always fucking make us laugh. Yeah. Uh, so please keep that coming. Thank you for listening. Go fuck yourselves. Uh, Love y'all. Peace.